Tough on Crime Policies in Danger of the Public by Lyle May. In 2017, amid numerous reports about inmate suicides, assaults on guards, and corruption in North Carolina prisons, five correctional officers died in the line of duty. Since then, the North Carolina Department of Public Safety has intently focused on making North Carolina prisons safer and more secure. Concentrating exclusively on safety and security is specious thinking that does not curtail aggressive guards who incite conflict or abuse mentally ill prisoners for perceived malingering. It ignores long-standing causes of violence, a lack of incentivized work and rehabilitative programs, and allows gangs to fill the void. Under these circumstances, violence is inevitable. North Carolina Department of Public Safety is hiring, equipping, and training more staff, building more fences, and acquiring expensive contraband interdiction technology, but this only reinforces a punitive mindset. Prison security is critical to public safety, but alone it fails to solve violence and recidivism. Corrections officials ignore the necessity of rehabilitative programs to their and the public's peril. Just as accountability and reformation are the responsibility of offenders, prison officials must provide an environment where that is possible. Punishment and incapacitation alone create savage human warehouses that pose a constant threat to public safety. The culture of corrections requires an evolution into a system where incarcerated citizens are educated, officers model ethical conduct and encourage accountability, and prison administrators foster a learning environment where good behavior is rewarded. Rehabilitation begins with higher education, post-secondary degree programs, and vocational or IT training develop hard skills essential to successful reentry, but they should be paired with soft skills learned in therapeutic groups, conflict resolution, anger management, process therapy, and de-escalation training teach offenders healthy ways to defuse or avoid potentially violent confrontations. Restorative justice circles promote accountability for the harm caused by one's actions. Sentencing alone does neither of these things. Hard and soft skills enable and empower offenders to make the right decisions, reduce the risk of violent conflict, and prepare re-entering citizens for a productive life beyond prison. Solving North Carolina's prison violence crisis means implementing programs that are proven in other states. California's Senate passed a 2014 bill, the California College Promise Grant, that funds community college programs in 34 of its 35 prisons. The availability of higher ed in the state's investment in its incarcerated citizens, who also maintain the right to vote while in prison, makes prison reform an attainable goal. Legislative support of rehabilitation is acknowledgement of the direct link between corrections, reentry, and public safety. New York and Texas also support extensive vocational higher ed and reentry programming. Together, America's three largest state penal systems embrace the rehabilitative ideal without coddling prisoners or wasting taxpayer money. The North Carolina General Assembly shows little interest in changing the culture of corrections. Currently, the Director of Prisons, Kenneth Lassiter, and the Director of the North Carolina State Employment Agency, Artis Watkins, are promoting House Bill 969, which makes it a felony to masturbate in view of a prison guard. The law criminalizes normal sexual urges in an environment devoid of privacy and fails to account for mentally ill prisoners. Tough laws like HB 969 do nothing to increase prison safety 
and compound lengthy sentences and overcrowded prisoners with yet another senseless policy. Officer training and recruitment discourages communication between staff and offenders and encourages the same us-against-them mentality consuming American politics. Many new ideas from the Prison Reform Advisory Board are old methods tainted by the cronyism of former prison officials and current administrators. Their willingness to promote abusive, overly aggressive employees directly contributes to prison violence, rewarding hyper-punitive, unreasonable behavior with rank. Incapacitation, punishment, and rehabilitation are essential elements of criminal justice, and when one is ignored in favor of others, it undermines the entire system. Society generally believes a just deserts theory of punishment that criminals deserve what they get. The problem is, this view corrupts the purpose of correctional institutions. Where a prison term is the punishment, one's treatment in prison should be educational. Instead, North Carolina Department of Public Safety officials, legislators, and prison administrators use just desserts to guide their policy decisions. When prisoners are abused or mistreated, the public accepts this as a necessary evil of confinement. The error in treating incarcerated citizens like enemies who deserve no help in depriving them of the empathy due to every human being is that they will earn release, bringing their experiences back to the community. Media reports have cultivated the misperception that the casualties of correctional officials is a new trend in violence, not a boiling point of failed policies and frustration. These reports also ignore political accountability for the tough-on-crime rhetoric that fuels mass incarceration. Sound bites from outraged politicians make it seem like they're unaware of the growing crisis in North Carolina prisons. But the reality is they're pandering to the conservative status quo caused it. Regular reporting on the corruption and dysfunction in North Carolina prisons makes any obliviousness to the problem disingenuous and irresponsible. By now, one would think that instead of taking North Carolina Department of Public Safety officials and legislators at their word, there would be more of a public reckoning in November. To be effective, prison must be a transformative experience rooted in accountability, but without incentivized sentences, rehabilitative programs, and legislative support, this is unlikely. Public safety requires a conscious effort to rehabilitate people in prison because they need rather than deserve help. Until investing in the future of our communities becomes the culture of confinement, prison will remain a brutal place, one that puts everyone in danger. <laughs>